Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama book cast. Yes. Welcome to an episode that uh, makes us have to think way too much about previous seasons. You can't do that anymore, Riverdale. You lost the right to refer to earlier seasons. <laughs> when you became a whole new show. Like, you can't both horribly and terribly retcon everything that happened before and also consistently refer to it. I'm sorry. I am sorry. You do not have that right anymore. Look, I've said this to Kevin, but I want to say this on air. This show has very wildly just decided to become a different show. Yes, but still have hang on to the fact that for five years... They were a, another show. And we're still going to use that history very... Well, only when they want to, Only though. when they want to, and then ignore it for other times. It's just like... I need to make this clear to everybody. I like fun. I think it's fun when things are fun. And I think this episode, what bothers me so much about this season is that everything they're doing is, in a vacuum, really cool. And I really enjoy it. And if it was a different show that started this season... (laughs) If I didn't have to remember the previous five years of my life... It'd yeah, be fine. it would be fine and it would be enjoyable. Like, like, I love weird hijinky nonsense things. And I guess the thing is that, yeah, I know Archie Comics has had like afterlife with Archie and then there's the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is actually canon. But there's a reason why comic books work as comic books, but they have to change a lot when they turn into a movie or a TV, like media, different mediums need different things. And by and far, TV shows usually need a sense of serialization and consistency. Unless um, you're American Horror Story. Where you, where you are an anthology. Yeah, but this show is not, not an, an anthology. anthology. And it is wild that we've had five years of this show and now there's magic for real. I'm curious if next season is going to be something different. Like, okay, Archer did actually turn into an anthology. Right. Now, Archer also did it by putting its main character in a coma. (laughs) As Uh, you do. So all the anthologies are like the dreams he is having. And like, that's a very... But that was also like a comedy. And I've heard some people debatably call Riverdale actually, actually, Riverdale's a comedy. Like, I think Riverdale takes itself too seriously to be a comedy. I'm like, no, Riverdale's absurd. But Riverdale I don't think does, it's absurdist. Exactly. It doesn't have the sense of joy that is required to be a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It. It's rough. And this episode brought a lot back because it is so referential to itself. So do we need to just dive into this wild nonsense? Well, I'll say if it's going to refer to itself, we better refer to it. Because this is Riverdale, Season 6, Episode 13, Ex Libris. Ex Libris. Fog is gone. This is the next day. And in classic Riverdale fashion, the thing they set up last episode is nothing this episode. No, we just sort of like get it. God done with. Were they, were, uh, were Betty and Archie pregnant? No. The result is negative. And also, 
I guess kind of it sets up things for Betty. It doesn't really feel like it affects the rest of the episode. Maybe it'll be a whole thing. Maybe later, but... We start with Archie and Betty in bed talking about the negative result. Betty's kind of thankful. Yeah, Betty is concerned that she... Okay, Betty is concerned that they won't know how to be parents because she has terrible parents. Well, and what what she says (laughs) is like... Like, is doing the opposite of what my parents did a good idea? And it's like, Betty, you would be raising this child with Archie, who had, bar none, the best parent this show has ever had. But do you know what his dad was not that Archie says in this episode, in this scene? Archie says, you know, a baby kind of would have been nice because the world is so dark and maybe bringing a baby into it would have been a light. Now, I'm going to say it's not a great reason to have a kid being like, but the world's terrible. A baby will save it. But it's a good way to see the bright side in a situation that you weren't expecting. Then he says... And my dad, he loved being a young dad. No, 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 sir. No, no, no. We've done, <laughs> the, math. We've done the math so many times. F.B. Jones was 50. Everyone else went to school with F.B. F. Jones, meaning your dad is at least 50, which means when he had you, he was 35? We we mathed it. He was approximate. He was anywhere from thirty three to thirty five. And if and if that is a young dad, <laughs> oh well, then I'm a young mom. I'm neither a mom a, nor you're... young. <laughs> but okay. if I had a child right now, yes. by Archie's logic, I would be a young mom. If I had a child, if I, if I had a child right now, I would be a prepubescent dad. You'd be a child dad. I'd be a child dad. Archie. Show. Okay, but here's the thing. The problem is because the show really is, is like, no, they had the kid right out of high school or... Because the show forgot that They're... in the world of the show, it's currently like 2029. 20, yeah. They forgot that their 10-year skip or their 7-year skip put them in the future. Well, I mean, the problem is not necessarily Archie referring to himself as a young dad. It's referring to... <laughs> no, no, Fred. but here's the thing. If... If Archie was 26 oh, yeah. now, yeah. in the year 2022, then his dad would have had him when he was in like his mid-20s, approximately the same age as Archie, because his dad would be 50 now with a 25-year-old. Uh, no, his dad was 50 before the time Yes, skip. but they have forgotten that it's not the same year. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. So what the show is proposing yes is that the young characters got older yes but the old characters stayed the same age so they're doing the math of how old luke perry andrews would be now oh but i mean they've always for some reason treated the adults like, the age they actually are you will because remember when they went back to high school like they 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 at one point they said fp was 50 was having his 50th birthday and that was season two but they also just decide to ignore that and have them actually all be supposed to be... In high school in the 90s. Yeah, and a lot of them had their kids, like, when they were 20, but that's not, but it's not possible. <laughs> they all had their kids when they were 35. Anyway, we cannot dwell on this yeah. because the show's not going to dwell on this. Well, and the show's going to also kind of rewind some things. Remember how Reggie and Veronica were kind of cool um, a couple hours ago? <laughs> oh, they are not. They I are. mean, to be fair, Veronica, this is in character for Veronica. Oh, yeah. Veronica has had a, um, an hour to, to think, think about. Like, think like, wait, Reggie was saying things were my fault. Things aren't ever my fault. 
I like how she's like, I thought about the things that you had to say to me, and I didn't like your ultimatums. Wait, when Reggie expressed that he was uncomfortable having a picture of your father over his shoulder, <laughs> him expressing his emotions? He, di- he didn't even really give an ultimatum. He said, hey, I feel like I'm inferior to you, to Archie and your father. And she said, Archie gave me an ultimatum. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm... I'm I'm not. I'm leaving. And the only thing he did was say, okay, if you're going to take down the picture, take it down now because I don't think you'll do it later. Yeah. That's not an ultimatum. That's a pointing out a reality. Yeah. So, Rung is very upset at him. Uh, now, Reggie also has to throw in some weird stuff. I because... mean, she is essentially mean enough to him that he's like, you know what? It's Fuck. a good thing that we broke up because everything you touch dies. Yeah, he um he brings up uh Chad, he brings up Hiram, he says, I'm gonna call you the 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 Black Widow of Wall Street. How does he know that? How does she he know probably that? told him. <laughs> she was probably complaining about it. Because she was the she wolf of Wall Street, and then at one point that one guy called her once the Black Widow of Wall Street. I mean, this is Veronica. You know she talked about that for like three weeks straight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Reggie decides to throw in a thing that was never a thing, but I think now he like put the seed in her head, <laughs> which is like, well, maybe when I'm gone, you'll call Geraldo. Oh, I need to clarify also. They changed how Geraldo's name is spelled. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, well, now this is subtitle talk because we watch subtitles on. I know it's kind of nothing to do with the show, but he definitely had a G. And now in the he first has an H? And, yeah, until... I think the people making the subtitles on Netflix were like, oh, oh, he spelled that way. That's not how you spell that name. Okay. All right, Riverdale. All right, sure. Now, Reggie does make a very compelling and accurate point. Which we've been making for years. That Veronica cannot be alone. She's very bad at being alone. She's very bad at being alone. Mm-hmm. So she's Man. upset. She kicks him out. Reggie is just spitting out truths this season. Re- you know what? Even as Reggie does some insane things this episode, I'm still like, yeah, Reggie, I get what you're going for. I am team Reggie. <laughs> Against all odds. <laughs> now, uh, Tabitha will not be in this episode. She's off in Albany trying to get uh, Pop's, historical land- Pop's historical landmark. Which means Riverdale has done a thing it has never, ever done. They went to a real town? They have confirmed 100% what state they are located in. They confirmed it before. They said they were in Rockland County. Yeah, but, like, that could... I this mean, is the, Riverdale. I they could have made that up. I mean, the problem with Rockland County is that... Oh, wait, you've never looked at a map of Rockland County. No, I know it's in New York. No, but have you looked at a map of Rockland County? There cannot be a small town in Rockland County. <laughs> uh, which is why I'm like, okay, it's whatever. It's an alternate world, whatever. whatever. Anyway, she's in Albany. Yes. Trying to make Pops a historical landmark, as we said. And Jughead's just busy, you know, doing Jughead things until Percival, with an armed guard... <laughs> of police deputies, yeah. breaks into his home. Yeah, because, you know, the first thing he's going to do as mayor is he says that old public library, it's got to close to become a hotel for the, the railway. railway. doesn't matter why it's closing because we know Percival's evil. Uh, I was shocked that it was still open. I thought it was just unspoken that obviously the one thing Hiram closed down was the public library. Yeah, where would this town that is not a town that is a town again, where would they have had, the, like, where would they have the money the, for a library? Because the entire point is that he defunded 
everything. But later, oh my god, later Vron, uh, Vronigan's like, even Hiram didn't close the library. And I'm like, I do not, be- I do not believe that. I do not believe that Hiram Lodge is like, yes, but the library is important for this, for this town I'm trying to destroy. Well, and like the way that this town works, I would not have been surprised if Ghoulies didn't break into the library to steal those books to burn, not because they wanted to burn books, but because they wanted to have fires. Yeah, and yeah. books burn easily. Yeah, like so. Whatever reason, they're closing the library, and now. Percival's making his rounds because there are some people who took out books like a decade ago and he's got to get those books back or the fee or the books. But definitely the books. Definitely the books. Uh, Whatever makes it the most difficult for the person to do. Now, before he leaves, now he says specifically that Jughead was missing the metamorphosis. Yes. Which people don't know, Kafka... The man, the man who wakes up one day, a he's a cockroach. His, I kind, like, so all these books have some varying forms of relation to the people who have them, metaphorically, just like a reference. His, I think the idea, what comes later, is isolation. That appears to be it, maybe. Yeah, all of- it's also just a pretentious book that Teenage Jughead would have liked. Yeah. Also, uh, it's not a book. It's a short story. Yeah, so it's funny that he has that. Anyway, so now, obviously, Percival needs some form of collateral. So he takes that, what are they called in this one? The Baxter Brothers. The Baxter Brothers. He takes the Baxter Brothers book that Jughead's grandfather wrote, actually. Yeah, and that he signed to him it's inscribed yeah. yeah he takes it as the collateral and this will be get a whole chain of events to go to each person so first he goes to archie and archie apparently checked out essentially guitar for dummies songwriting from the heart uh which was apparently suggested to him by grundy which is wild i guess yeah that percival I'm... knows okay i understand percival's a magic oh, man well, here's the problem i have Percival, this episode, he knows way too much that he's no longer becoming just a threat and becoming just like, oh, he's just sort of like omnipotent evil man. I feel much less engaged by him. Because the things he knew before were things that he could have known because like Alice or Frank or Kevin told him. In this one, later he'll imply he is the secrets in everyone's heart. (laughs) Yeah, he does say that. But then he kisses someone, so... So Archie's songwriting from the heart, and his collateral is the guitar that Grundy taught him on. Now, that made my brain spin for a very long time because this house exploded. But then I remembered that I think all of the music stuff was in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Goes to Veronica. Veronica has... Okay, the the kiss kiss of of the spider woman, which... So this one is only based on the title, right? Absolutely. There's no way that there's this deep thing about the sto- about story of two people in a Brazilian jail that's about, like, homosexuality. Like, it's no, just because it's called the, the Sp- Kiss of the Spider yeah, Woman. it's literally because earlier this episode... Oh, and this entire... Her theme now is spiders. Black Widow. Yeah. So uh, she's like, I'll just pay it. Because I can do that, rich. but he's like, but then, oh, you see the actual panic <laughs> as apparently Percival forgot that was the thing. It was, uh, uh, it's a misdemeanor. You'll get arrested for it, which 
it seems ridiculous, but we will find out later from Jughead's being acting as a Wikipedia article <laughs> that in some states people have actually been charged. It is it is a thing because technically they can count it as a stealing. It's yeah. Uh, so so he takes some collateral from her, the painting, and then he goes to Cheryl. And Cheryl, um, her book is flowers in the attic. And I I cannot I cannot get into the creative decision that made them decide of all the books that she ha- that she would have taken out is flowers in the attic. Isn't that about incest? Yes, yes it is. It's it is fully about incest. But then they parallel it to her lesbian I affair. Used to, I used to read it with well, I guess a woman that I haven't seen in a long time. Like, oh, what a romantic story to read with your beau. Flowers in the Attic, a story about abuse and incest. And she assumes that Heather moved away with this library book. What? <laughs> we cannot get into this creative decision. It's a wild creative decision. And is only it- so that there can be visual symbolism later. Kind of. I, I don't know if it's a joke about her and Jason. I don't think, I mean, mm. I I assumed it was a book she used to read with Jason until she started talking about Heather. I Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, that was even worse if it was a book she used to read it with. It would have made because sense. Because it's about children with their abusive mother and get into a relationship with each other because mm-hmm. they're being hidden in the attic and poisoned by a donut. And, like, it's a lot. Now, Percival knows of Heather, and not only that... Remember that trunk from last season with Jason in it? Oh, Kevin, that trunk is from like three seasons ago. Mm. The Viking funeral. After the Viking funeral, she went and got his corpse and put it in the trunk. But I thought we didn't see that. I thought we, the next reveal we got of it was during the musical episode where she pulls up the cover. It was and when like, she was ah. still a teenager. We did see it when she was a teenager. We did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I just remembered seeing that. So, yeah. He wants well, that. Yeah, he and wants that. And, like, he, and he knows Jason's in it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he... T- this Percival tips his hand too much. It's, it's, he treats each person very differently. Him and Cheryl are just, like, openly magical to each other. Like, Cheryl's like, I'll burn you. And he's like, no, you won't. If I sweat, they're going to shoot you in the head. Which I assume he did by mind-controlling them. Yeah. Because otherwise, if someone's like, if he sweats, we kill her? No. No, that can't be. Yeah. Uh, Betty's book was small engine repairs because that was a thing that she was she's interested in. Yeah, she loves cars. She's the sho- car shop teacher. Yeah. Oh, she learns it from her mother, by the way. Yeah, her mother calls her at Archie's house and is like, "Yeah, Percival, he couldn't find it, so I gave him your diary." Yeah, if it's collateral. Why does she still have that? Her mom has read her diary so many times. Aren't you happy I didn't let you burn that last one, Betty? I got it. You know, some people get diaries, some people don't. I will say you should not keep your diary at the house where you live with your mother. You should keep it at, like, the FBI office. I don't know. Stop having those things. Her mother has read her diary, like, seven times in this series. She says in this... She also just casually says, like, oh, I don't know where that book... Or, sorry. Betty says, I don't know where that book is. And Alice goes, like, oh, I already checked your room. So I'm like, Betty, move out of your house with your mother. You have, you are leading an FBI team. I bet you can afford an apartment in Riverdale. And I know your mom cried a lot when you were going to move last season. But you cannot let your mom constantly abuse you with her tears. No, that's another form of abuse. Now, then we get, surprisingly, Reggie. Reggie's involved in this. I didn't even know that Percival Pickens knew that Reggie existed. Yeah, well, Reggie's book, book was for children with dyslexia to learn to read. 
And he kept it with him. He knows exactly where he it knows is. Knows exactly where it is. For some reason, this is great. Like, like this is heartwarming. <laughs> Reggie, Reggie was a kid with dyslexia who got who booked who took out a book to teach himself to read. And he kept it because it kept made him it feel good. Because it's a success that he had in his life. He's not just a football guy. He taught himself to read. And he gives that book to Percival, and Percival is like, "Oh, oh. I like that." <laughs> okay, bye. The underlying. Thing in all of these conversations is that if they're going to replace the book, they have – this is insane. He just makes it as difficult as yeah. possible. You they need exact to, edition. Exact edition, exact printing. Almost every single printing thing has mysteriously gone out of business or is yeah. out of print. I do want to point out, I know he's a magical man, so he's done something magical. Because it is absolutely insane that every single one of these characters took a book out of the library and never returned it. I bet uh, – here's what I'm going to give this show. Here's what I'm going to give it. I bet he discovered that and then had his library plan. He's like, oh, my God, they all – that's perfect. I'll just do that. Like, it's Just like they have – you know what? Their library deserved to be shut down. You got to <laughs> keep on top of your late fees. Like, Wasn't there a thing last season where, like, someone took out a book because Jughead tried to get a book, but it was taken out already by someone who's had it for, like, years? That was in Rivervale. Oh, that was in Rivervale. Right. And it was from the school library. No, I, know, I know it was from the school library. I know it was from a different library. But, like – I'm sorry. I've worked in two different library systems. If you have a book that's a year overdue, they're not going to let you take more books out. I don't. They didn't take any books out. They took out one book. They each took out one book. Ever. And now, never Reggie did it. his on purpose, for sure. He kept oh, the book. absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised but, <laughs> he checked it out and just steal but it. But, like, we know that Betty Cooper was obsessed with the library. Yeah, Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I know, I know, I'm nitpicking. I know he's magic. He can make whatever he wants happen. I don't think, I don't think he's what he made whatever he wants happen. I do think this is just the other way around. I think he discovered this, figured out the library was a good way of doing it. Maybe I'm just, you know, a person who likes rules too much. This is mm-hmm. insane to me. No, I this this was perfectly fine. Now there's a meeting, uh, and it actually includes Veronica. Now here's the problem: Veronica's going to have this episode. She's going to be in- inundated with way too much magic, way too quickly, and she will never question it. It's like the show has forgotten. You are not a magical show. It's not a common knowledge. Veronica yeah. should not know this. I mean, the show basically assumes that we should have all known there was magic the entire time. Now, as they're sitting around. Cheryl, uh, Cheryl gets a jump scare. Like, <laughs> like, how about you, Cheryl? You haven't said anything. And it cuts to her, and there's like a music sting. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. And then Cheryl's like, well, sorcery is afoot. You see, books have power. And if Percival knows what books we read, he could use that power. Now, she talks with a lot of nonsense authority when it seems to me, someone who has just a basic knowledge of, like, pop culture magic, maybe it's all the collateral he took from you. Yeah, it's clear. That he's clearly going to use that to cast his spell with. And it clearly will be the collateral, not him knowing what books, books you, you read. read. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, that was a cover for him to take something from you. But she does say that each reader leaves an imprint on the book yeah. that they read. The nonsense she says in this scene is actual nonsense. Yeah, even it, even in this world's magic system, what she says doesn't matter to what comes next. And in some ways, I kind of like that Cheryl is wrong, but they never <laughs> pointed out. I just know she's wrong. Yeah. Uh, we have one more person, and that is Kevin, who is who who's kind of an idiot. He is shocked. Like, they actually gave all their stuff up? That's so weird. Kevin, 
They had guns. You, you, Kevin, were pointing <laughs> they, a gun at them. They came up there. It's a, why is he? Why is he like this? Why is he like? Well, I know we came into their houses with shotguns and threatened them, but they just gave up this stuff. And so, <laughs> Percival responds to that by monologuing at length about how this is such a bad thing because it's about your civic duty. Oh, and... he's he's spending a lot of time. I love. Okay, Kevin is actually not mind-controlled. He's just once again... In a cult. ...indoctrinated. Because what Percival says is like, they talk about civic duty, but they didn't return these books. They stole from their city. It's little breaks like this that eventually slippery slope down, blah, blah, blah. And Kevin's like, I guess. And he's like, well, don't make me turn this on you, Kevin, because you booked out. Then Kevin says... Like, you're not going to hurt them, are you? <laughs> Kevin, you went into their house with guns. Kevin is so, he's like, yeah, but I was just holding the gun. Ugh. I mean, at one point, someone definitely cocks a gun. Oh, Might yeah, not fully. have been Kevin, but. Yeah. Now, uh, Percival is like, well, don't you turn on me because you also took out a book. You took out Lord of the Flies. And I was like, why Lord of the Flies? Oh, my God, it's Piggy. They're doing Piggy thing. They're doing a Piggy thing. Again, they're making it about that and not about the things it should be about. <laughs> the, the the choices of the books to connect them with are insane. Betty gets a very logical one of like mm. a thing she was interested in when she was younger. And Archie's guitar thing is totally fine. But then but Jughead gets the metamorphosis, which is very I made a leap that I think it's isolation but then veronica gets the kiss of a spider woman because it's its title is the kiss of the spider woman and i do not believe that veronica was reading that book in high school no no she, no do what i believe she did i believe she took it out so people could see her holding it mm. and, they'd be, and she's like oh no it's a uh it's a brazilian book it's very it's very adult in it's very matter. intellectual yeah she's never read she has no idea what it's about she thinks it's about a spider woman she <laughs> thinks it's about a magical spider woman who kisses people which i mean it's not about so Kevin's like, oh, got to go find that book. Yeah. And then we get to see Percival doing some magic, which is just lighting like he seven some... candles and chanting. Yeah, he chants in Latin, lights some candles. And then the next day, Archie arrives to find the ROTC kids have found a yearbook. This spell is insane. <laughs> I can't actually tell what the spell is doing and what's just like. It, it almost like they're still trying to pretend magic isn't real because these are all feasible things that, that could Percival happen. could have done. He could have left this yearbook out for all these kids to be like, huh, music. You played music. Now, I will say I find it kind of insane that these kids are treating music like it's gay or something. Oh. And when I say gay, I mean like the pejorative teenage boy terrible way that they use it. Yeah, no, I mean, they... they but Archie gets way too offended by kids being like, oh, you sang a song. Like, he should be like, yeah, guitar is cool. It got me <laughs> girls. Let's do ROTC stuff. You're right. I was nervous about it. Well, all my friends were off solving murders. I was spending time trying to play a guitar. Uh, now, Reggie has not only lost the ability to read... Also seems to recognize shapes. Yep. Because he can't do he can't, poker. Now, I, now look, obviously, dyslexia is a very hard problem. People deal with it in different ways, and it affects people in different ways. But those cards are set up specifically so that they're numbers and shapes you can count. Now, the one thing that could be a problem is the kings and queens and stuff, but there's pictures. Maybe? There's pictures of people. Yeah. 
then he goes to a comic book, and then he then he's then you can actually see like, oh well, yeah, he can't he can't read this anymore. So I mean, that's definitely magic. Yeah, uh, TB Betty gets a TBK profile, which is just the standard profile you get for serial killers. Extremely generic. Mm -hmm. And then she smells something and gets very nauseous. She smells bleach. And Kevin, I was like, oh my god. Did Percival make her pregnant? <laughs> oh, yeah, when she's is like, she giving warning sickness? Oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. No, she smells bleach and sees a hallucination of Hal Cooper. And if you're like, what does this have to do with anything? I, I thought the same thing, and we'll have to learn about that. Together. Yeah. Veronica, however, we start her trend of spider stuff. She finds a spider. She, okay, she's doing a business phone call and gets yeah. so distracted by seeing a spider that she hangs up her business phone call. <laughs> to whack the spider. I mean, most of us would just let the spider go. Yeah, but she's, oh, it's on her face. It's on the her picture. Oh, no. Oh. Now, Jughead is looking for copies of the metamorphosis, and his fingers bleed. So that's what they're all going through, I guess. All right. So uh, Betty goes to see Percival, and she's like, you definitely can't steal my personal effects. Just, my mom had no right to give that to you. Your diary back. And he's just sitting there with bleach on the counter. <laughs> like, she's like, I just feel like she walks in. It's like, hey, give me my diary back. What is that? And there's just bleach sitting between them. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, Whoa. I always thought that this sense of smell was the strongest way to get sense memories. Yeah. Hey, was this set the Pearls and Posh set? It does look like the it Pearls does, and I Posh think set. I honestly, I think, I think um, Pearls and Posh, Blue Velvet, and this are all the same set. That makes sense. Yeah. And when they do, they do a very good job of, of um, rearranging yeah. them. Uh, I just was knowing signing this one. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is definitely Pearls and Posh. Um, so he refuses to give her back her diary, but he will let her read it. Yeah. And she takes him up on that. Yeah. Which makes <laughs> weird. Very little sense. Oh, I, well, I mean, she does say later that because she had that whole hallucination, she was wondering if there was something in her diary that could help her understand why she had that hallucination. So we have one more person that we need to check in on. Cheryl Blossom, <laughs> which. Firestarter is reading a book in her massive mansion, and then she hears girls laughing. She has children giggle, and I'm like, is that Juniper and Dagwood? Children do live in your house. Juniper, where is Juniper, and where is Dagwood? Where are they? <laughs> they live with you in both Riverdale and Rivervale. Where are the children? Show, hear our plea. Now, these, these are not the children. Instead... She goes to her room, and there's a shape beneath a blanket. She wonders if it's Heather. And then she pulls the blanket down, and it's just flower petals everywhere. Yeah. Then she she makes a funny joke. Flowers in the attic, indeed. I'm like, no, that book's not about flowers. It's not what this is about. (laughs) That's not not what it's about. You're not in the attic, either. It's flowers on a bed. (laughs) Time. This should, should have been flowers for Algernon. It could she, this could have been flowers, been flowers for Algernon. For anyone. This, thing, this could have been flowers for Algernon, and the same thing would have been there with all the weirdness. <laughs> uh, man, this is just gonna be a se- sequence of people getting like scary things. Yeah. So Archie hears a cello playing, and then he hallucinates that it's Grundy, but also it's dead Grundy. Yeah. Uh, Jughead gets some body horror, like his fingernails are coming off, and his fingers are getting all eczema y. And he compares it to the metamorphosis, but we'll In, find out more later. Yeah. Well, you got to compare it some way or else people wouldn't get it. That's why Cheryl had to say flowers in the attic indeed. Do you get it? Do I get it? Aaron, do you get it? I'm like Reggie. I don't get anything. 
So much like Reggie, much like me, Reggie goes to see Percival and he's like, I need my book back. I can't read without it. I can't it. read without my book. And, <laughs> and so, Percival's like, nah, would you like a Glamage egg? And Reggie's like, no. This, this is my biggest feeling that I think the thing with Percival is that he just enjoys manipulating people without using his powers. Because he does spend a bit of time being like, Reggie, give this egg to Veronica. And Reggie's like, that's an insane thing to ask anyone to do. And then he's like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm bored by the time. Give this egg to Veronica. And Reggie's like, okay. Well, this, but with his magic powers, you know. So Betty explains to Archie about the fact that she couldn't get her diary back, but she read her diary. And this is a, this is 100% a retcon, right? Yeah. 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 So when Betty was 12 and she took out the book. She read it all night, and she wanted to show her her dad how much she knew about spark plugs and different parts of a car. So she was so excited, so she went down to the garage where Hal was busy bleaching the back of the uh, station wagon. And then she says, well, we never knew when he started his killings. Yes, you did. It was after you gave your speech, and Penelope, like... Convinced, convinced him. him to start doing it. That was that's in the that's canon. That's canon. You, he very explicitly explains that that is when he snapped. He he was not a killer while you were a child. That is not a thing. Also, there were no missing bodies in Riverdale at that time. Perfect town. Yeah, he he was not that. And not only that. Okay, so later they're going to do this whole thing about like, oh. It's uh, it was a father and his father doing these things, like like these things, like they like, treat Hal like he was the, like a TBK style serial yeah. killer. He just walked up to people and shot them. Yeah, he was a very bad serial he, killer he, too. He wasn't a like criminal minds, uh, like dark, like no, he no. was not kidnapping people and torturing them. He was walking up to them, them and trying to shoot them. He never killed them in in his car in his house. He always killed them where they were, whether mm. it was Sugar Man or Grundy. Or when he tried Moose and Midge. Or when he tried to kill Luke Perry Andrews. Like, it got a little more aggressive when he stabbed Moose and like, Midge on stage. But then he also killed a bunch of kids at the school. But he killed the kids at the school after he escaped from prison. Yes. So prison did things to him. After he lost his hand. Like, cut off his hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I get retconning. This just feels like a very, well, it, it was against the entire premise of his character. Yeah. Which is that. Betty was the one who kicked him off. So if he was killing his entire life, Betty's no longer the one who kicked him off. He's just the one, she's the one who redirected who he killed. And like, we do understand that his mother did that whole thing in the basement. Mm -hmm. So we know that that's what like built the darkness inside him. But the darkness inside him broke and started spilling out when Betty did her speech. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Archie, hearing this, uh, decides not to mention Grundy, though. He's still dealing with that. Uh, Jughead, however, goes to Sketch Alley, where there's now one homeless man. So this one homeless man is named Hank, and he explains that Percival Pickens did not pay them $100 to leave town. He did give them as well. Well. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he did it or not. He didn't pay them that to leave town. Well, he didn't pay them because they had to sell their things. Right. Anyway, so he looked at them all, and he told them to keep... To walk, walk west, west until you hit the ocean. And I thought, oh my god, he made them all kill themselves. That's why I thought as well, because he just said, because he said west. They are in New York. West. I'm like, oh, they're dead. No, they just walked to California. No, no they actually did. They walked for, what is that, like 40 or 50 days? 
Also, it is insane that they walked to California because that's not west of New York. That's southwest. Yeah. They really, should have arrived in like Seattle. They really decided like, oh, but then we'd have to go to Oregon. Like, nah. oh, no. Nah. California. Here's what I love about this kind of teaches about Percival's whole mind control. It's very specific and yet incredibly broad because he said, walk west until you hit the ocean. And, and the Hank. Hank because he's in a wheelchair, can't walk, so it didn't affect him. So he just didn't leave. However, as we figure out, figure out later, they are all alive. They're just in Venice Beach now. So they didn't they, just they, walk. Yeah, for they could stop. Straight. They could stop and eat food and find their way, and like they didn't just have to walk until their feet bled, which is like a. Uh, I'm pretty sure that happened in. Uh, Jessica Jones, where you just had walk, mm, and so yeah. the person just walked, like. He people can like make decisions on what Within they want to do, but they do have to keep going west. But until. you can also get around it by being like, "Huh, jokes on you! I can't walk. This doesn't work on metaphors." <laughs> so Jughead says, "Oh, do you know how to reach him?" And Hank goes, well, yeah, "I might have a phone number to a phone booth <laughs> in like, Venice Beach." So I guess they called back. They're like, "Hey, Hank, we're here." Hank, we're in Venice Beach now. Don't know why. If you want to talk to us, call this payphone. <laughs> they could just walk back and they'd be back in forty yeah, days. Yeah, but they don't want to be. I know. Back. Well, and also, you don't want to walk across the country Twice. again. <laughs> now, uh, Veronica gets that glamour egg that Reggie sent, but ooh, it's full of spiders. But the more horrifying thing about this scene yeah. is that Veronica who notoriously does nothing, yeah. is forcing Smithers to try to find that book. Well, she Yes, because she's rich. <laughs> at no point has she ever not been rich. There's no point in time where, no matter what the show tells you, at no point has she ever not been rich. Accurate. Uh, which is fine. That's her character. That's fine. Her, But her thing, her character is now also spiders. 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 You know, spiders. Hey, remember last episode when we asked if Moose would be back? Moose is back. Uh, Moose is still around. Specifically, I guess at some point, Kevin gave him Lord of the Flies. And they both remember this? And Moose still had it despite being, like, shipped off? Well, and what's wild is, so Moose's dad was in jail. Yeah. And Moose was shipped off. And didn't he join the military? Well, Moose went to Stonewall, and then for sure he was shipped off to the military. And then he became a trucker. Yes. But that house. But, oh, he still has that book. Which, you know, I guess could be seeing a scene as sweet. They don't really play it as sweet in this scene. Like, is the thing that he had of Kevin. Because he remembered Kevin. But he's just like, yeah, it's crazy that I had it, right? And then they talk about... Talk about uh, how Ralph is so hot. Yeah, and how Kevin always re- felt stuff with Piggy. Like, I get it. Kevin is dealing with some body dysmorphia stuff. But it's like... It is like the show didn't understand they had like set up enough to explain why Kevin is the way that he is. <laughs> they didn't need to layer in another and thing. Like, we, and also, I'm sorry, I gotta think about season one, where we find out in season one that Betty is the one who lost weight between seasons. Yeah. And Archie got ripped. Kevin Archie got hot. Like, I'm sorry, if Kevin had also that should have come up then. Yeah, it's it's it, it was a really weird thing to be like, also, this thing now is a thing that he's... Like, no, Kevin can be know. the way he is because he was hooking up with someone he had deep, deep feelings for, and then his dad tried to murder them. Yeah. That's fine. That's good enough. That's, perf- that's a perfectly reasonable thing that you have already set up and you could keep doing with it. But anyway, so now, Kevin was like Piggy, but now he's hot. Now we got some more meeting. Cheryl has been 
reading the magic book she's been collecting over the years because once again this is a different show now cheryl especially is a different character absolutely you, you cannot look at season one cheryl and say that this is the same character no it absolutely is not now veronica taking this all a bit too well <laughs> is like yeah okay yeah, yeah. so cheryl after doing her reading is like uh, so the books aren't the important thing. Oh, she never admits she's wrong. No. She just says that. The personal items are the important thing. With the personal items, it probably put a some sort of a curse on us. And, like, it is going bad for all. Jughead's getting kind of almost the roughest one. He's actually the only one who's actually getting physical things happening to him. So Jughead will explain. Yeah. That... Because we all thought it was about the books before. Yeah. No, no, It turns out that when he was in New York, his grandfather died. And he was covered in eczema when he died. Yeah. Just like Jughead. And then later he'll say he died alone. And I'm not... I've always feared that I would die alone. And I'm like... I mean, I guess that's kind of a thing that's come up. It's weird with his. Like, the metamor... Like, his book, The Metamorphosis, is the least related to this. Like, I guess you get the idea of, like... Oh, he's changing. But that's not his fear. That's why again with, I guess, isolation. I guess yeah. isolation is the idea. Now, when they ask Cheryl, what do you know these things? She says she has always dabbled in the supernatural. Once again, not that on is a lie. Show. Not that on is a hundred lie. And she even says she's comfortable with the ghost that's been evoked from her past. Percival is terrible. He couldn't even haunt Cheryl. What, who is who the can, most haunted character? He so easily could have haunted her with the, Jason or her father. Or the doll. Or yeah. anything that's in her house other than this weird Heather thing, which is like, actually, I'm fine with it and I like it. And I'm not, I don't think she even decides to break the spell at the end. She's just like. No, what she says, well. Uh, why? So, like, why not? For, the, for a show that loves to torture Cheryl so much. Why isn't she getting tortured in this like everyone else? I guess they decided to give her a week off. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so. So their she's, plan. She's, well, she sets up like, well, if we can get the books and get the stuff back, that'll be fine. Fair is fair. Or you can face your demons and hope you survive the encounter, which I thought was setting up do. all them facing their demons. Something none of them will do. Um, they do also have a thing where they're like, well, do you think he'll actually give us our things back? Which is a fair question. And Cheryl goes, oh, yeah, because magic involves rules. So if he doesn't give you your things back, he can't do the magic. Yeah. I guess so. I guess. So when he casts the spell, he's like, also, because I received these things. I mean, maybe if at some point it was pointed out, oh, he had to have received your things, things legitimately. Will. Yeah. So, because you made the contract of giving the then, books. Then they have power. But if at any point he no longer has a legitimate claim, claim to, to your items. Like, and I like that because then for even for Betty's, it's sort of like a side thing. Like, Alice gave the claim. Yeah. So, it's like it's like weird side rule. I don't know. So, it's anyway. fine. So, but Archie goes straight to find his stuff. Yeah, he goes and he breaks into that shop and... He said because now Percival's, like, weird and omnipresent and much less interesting. He knew that Archie was going to do that, yeah, so... Yeah, so he just left a cello behind, a gift from Percival. Percival knows too much about Grundy. He... That's what I mean. Like, he's just... He's less... Because he's now omnipresent... Like, not omnipresent. He's omnes... Om, om, Omniscient. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get stuck in a loop forever. Um, because he's... um Omniscient. Uh, he's just less interesting. He truly is. Yeah. I'm sorry. I need my supervillains to have some limitations. Yeah. Now, well, well, well he can't control 
Tabitha. Tabitha, mind. yes, because maybe because of an angel. Now Jughead learns that Doc uh, sold his book, but he gets a lead to a book barn. It and- is wild that Doc specifically remembers a that Hank knew to ask Doc where he sold it, yeah. and that Doc remembered specifically that he sold it to Barney's Book Barn in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I'll give them that because Doc and Jughead seem very caring, like very like close people, and I bet Doc would be like, "Oh, is the book Jughead gave me? Unfortunately, I do have to sell it. I need to. I need get to out west." But he remembers where he sold it because it meant meant something to and him. You know, maybe Hank didn't ask. Maybe Doc was just like, "Oh, Jughead was asking for it. Here's the information he needs." Yeah. Uh, now, as Archie goes into the ROTC room again, the kids are are still. Are these kids part of the curse? <laughs> what is the? Are these kids just busting his balls because they're teenagers? <laughs> What's happening? So like, like, oh, we figured out why he did music. The teacher was hot, and Archie's like, shut your mouth! <laughs> Don't you ever call a teacher hot again? <laughs> Don't, Don't you ever look at a yearbook? <laughs> if I see this yearbook again, I'm gonna tear you in half. Um, and then it so, turns out he took the cello and he's going to destroy oh, it. Oh, yeah, he stares at it for a while. And then he just smashed. I cannot stress enough. Stop making us think about season one. Stop making us do it. We can't do it anymore. You're a different show now. You don't have it the It doesn't ability. get to exist. You can't do it. Now, in the, quite possibly the weirdest and most unnecessary scene of the episode... Kevin returns his book to Percival. In his room. And he explains to Percival... That he tried to reread it, but he just, he couldn't get past, and then Percival busts in, Piggy? He get he gets, he gets a cult speech. He gets a, look, you are strong. You are a powerful young man. As long as you're with me, I will ensure that you stay strong. Stay with me, and I'll make you feel better. This is where he says, he's like, I am, like, how do you know these things? Because I am the dark secrets. Okay. And then... He, he kisses, kisses Kevin? He didn't have to. Why make it a... Like, I can't no believe, one needed this. This, guy, this. I know shouting this out out of context will make me sound so homophobic. We don't need the gay thing again. It, his, his relationship with Percival did not have to be in, in relation to the fact that he is attracted to men. Because he has moose. Like, what... It doesn't need to be that. You're just doing everything he's ever done. He almost had a storyline that wasn't involved around him being gay, but now it is. He has other character types. Riverdale, (laughs) you can do this. You give Fangs and Tony stories that aren't about their sexuality. You give Cheryl stories that aren't about her sexuality. Give Kevin stories that aren't about his sexuality. All, all that had happened was Percival did not have to kiss him. Exactly. Per- Percival could have could have been sitting there and give him the cult speech and been like, see? Now, we still would have made fun of you guess, about the fact that Kevin is always in cults. Oh, absolutely. But... I guess my question is this. If this was like Percival and, Veronica. I don't know, Veronica, would it, would it make sense that he kissed her? No, you probably no. wouldn't have done that. I mean, maybe this episode when the storyline is Veronica can't be alone. Well, but you know. Okay, but is Percival going to go kiss Alice? Now, continuing with I do not know what's part of the curse and what's not part of the curse, Betty arrives at Archie's house wearing those heart glasses. As you may remember, audience, sometimes Betty is light sensitive, so she wears sunglasses. Oh, the first time ever Betty wants to wear sunglasses, <laughs> it's the heart glasses did a curse give the did did, a, did the curse place these glasses at the gas station? Yes. Now Archie uh, gives actually a very succinct explanation, which I think is pretty cool. He explains 
he thinks the reason he gave up music was because when he, whenever he, he's worried that if he picks up a guitar again, it'll make him think of Miss Grundy, which I don't believe was actually part of the text before this. No, because he definitely did music for a long, long time, time afterwards, afterwards, and his entire relationship with Josie was, was based about on music. them doing music. Um, but I can like kind of see this being a thing if it wasn't for you know once again the past of the show (laughs) (laughs) everything between season one and now that's actually yeah okay yeah you know what good storyline in a different show um (laughs) then betty says quite possibly one of the most insane lines on the show because archie's like i just I, i feel so bad and betty's like look we didn't use this word a lot back then but she was grooming you. No, we've used that word since the 80s. Yeah, Betty, <laughs> uh, in 2016, no, no. we said grooming on this show. <laughs> and, and and Aaron, this isn't about Betty. This is about the writers of the show who just learned a new word and went, why aren't people u- people using this word more? It's a w- We just learned a new word that has never been used before. Do you think the writers on the show didn't know that the relationship between Betty or sorry, between Archie and Grundy was inappropriate and abusive? It's just using the word saying that we've we've never used the word grooming before. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. The term grooming in that context has been part of our dictionary since the 80s and 90s. Don't go with this weird. This is also supposed to be like 2017 or yeah, something like that. Don't pretend that we're more. I mean, we are more woke, but come on. <laughs> we the, were saying that at the time. Yeah, it's just weird to be like, well, at the time we didn't have a word for it. Yes, we did. And we used <laughs> and it. And we used it to explain what was happening. Oh, Riverdale. <laughs> uh, so this uh, changes over to Veronica, who just as Reggie predicted, is this part of the curse? No. Uh, she's hanging out with Geraldo. Now. And then she's like, now we can get to know each other in a sexy way. Like, yeah. she's basically as blunt as that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, I thought we would get more out of Geraldo. I thought Geraldo. We get, like, he's so weird. He's like a character who's supposed to be protecting Hiram's mom. So Which makes happen, no sense. Because she's, not in, she's the, not in the mafia. He's supposed to make sure she never hears about any mafia things. But he is. In the mafia. In the mafia. But now, I don't know. It doesn't matter because. The next af- morning after they do hook up. He is a dead. He is super dead. Fully dead. Fully blue tongue dead. Now she immediately calls Reggie. And says that he he snakes on a plane to her with spiders and an egg. And he's like, I did not. You spiders and an egg to me. And he's like, dude. I looked at their e- that egg. There was no spiders. Who'd you get it from? Percival. Oh, God. I, for some reason, the li- her line reading of, you fool, was... Infuriated me because how is he to know? You guys don't talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> he does not know he is a magic man demon. <laughs> and to be fair, Veronica shouldn't know that either. Except I presume no- they told her. Oh, who knows what they told. At like, this point, we might as well assume she knows everything. At least Veronica knew that he has no past, no history. Reggie didn't even know that. Reggie literally had no way to know he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So remember how we heard about that uh, another survivor of TBK? We actually don't get the interview with her. This is like a two, three episode setup. We don't get the interview with her. She's interviewed off screen. By someone else. And, then and we, the report is sent to Betty. Yeah. Well, what we learn is weirdly enough, like it's all of a sudden we knew, but he always left the light on for her at night, which cues a flashback. 
where Betty remembers that she was scared. Okay, this is 12-year-old Betty again. Yeah. Which, I'm they, sorry. They hired one actor, Aaron. Just... I'm No, what I'm going to say is, oh, Coopers, if your 12-year-old was still scared of monsters, you needed to get her help. Yeah. But this is the Coopers. They will not pretend anything is less than perfect. So her dad just turns on a nightlight. Yeah. And, and then says to her, don't worry, we're scarier than any monster. Because we're killers, Betty, is essentially the implication there, despite everything. I mean, isn't, like, the theme of Monsters, Inc., the monsters are more scared of kids than kids are of monsters? Yeah, I guess you just have her watch Monsters, Inc. Um, I like that this little girl in uh, three years is going to become Lily Reinhardt. And also, at some point, we'll have to lose weight between seasons. Yeah, she'll have to gain a bunch of weight and then lose a bunch of weight. Grow, like, seven inches. Yeah. Gain a bunch of weight. Lose Lose a bunch bunch of of weight. weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, they should have made her like eight, right? Probably. Now, as Betty says, like, oh my God, maybe he's not a loner or any of the things that we thought he was when he was a trucker man. Maybe instead he's a father with a family. Because he put on a nightlight. Yeah, and he might. So essentially there's really setting up that TBK is just going to be another Hal and there's going to be another little girl for Betty to be like, See herself in. Yeah, that's we we at this point. I know where you're going. Yeah, we get it. We get it. He's going to be a guy who has a family. I did like though when uh, Agent Kim was like, "Very few serial killers have families," and the buddy goes, "My father did." Honestly, her saying very few serial killers have families is also insane. Like, yeah, you're right. Very few do. This one could. He could, and you should look into it. <laughs> and you should look at being being like, there, there's very few serial killers. Period. But to be fair, you know, this would be a better storyline if Betty was not in charge of the the outpost. Yes. If Agent Kim was the senior agent and Betty's trying to convince her of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That matters more. Uh, anyway, she also, gets a phone. Or, also, I'm thinking the last time that we saw TBK was when he was sitting alone in just a shady in a, room covered in cuts. With his mask on. Yeah, I'm like... I guess they got rid of the weird cuts. <laughs> I guess now maybe he does have a normal place. But this scene is interrupted because Betty gets a phone call from Archie. And not only did Jughead find his own book, he found the right <laughs> editions of all the books. This feels like this feels like an ad for that book bard. <laughs> not only did they have, uh, have my book, they had all the books. It's like they mention a place in Seattle, but better. Like, they have everything. <laughs> what is happening? What? What's going on? I also, okay, I'm going to nitpick again. Sure. Percival Pickens did not give them enough information to know the exact printing edition. I mean, maybe he did it later. (laughs) Maybe they remembered it. I don't know. Anyway, they have their books. Yep. Now, Reggie goes to confront Percival because Reggie is, I swear to God, the only person in the show who pays attention. Because he's like, hey, weird stuff is happening. Are you a wizard? And you know what? Without knowing all the weird, like, terrible stuff Percival goes, if I met a man like that, I'm like, you are a wizard. Could could you teach me magic stuff? Like, yeah, no, I would actually, yeah. I think I might do the same thing Reggie was doing. Because Reggie doesn't know what Percival's doing. He just knows he's clearly he, magic. He doesn't know he's trying to cause the apocalypse. He just knows he met a magic man and has a chance to learn magic. And Reggie's like, hell yeah, I want to learn magic. But you know what? They're going to make Reggie into a villain. They're going to make him into a bad... He's going to work for the bad guy. 
again. And this time he really doesn't know. And not in like the fun way with when he was doing the mafia and it seemed like he was like gonna fall into the mafia. Then maybe Veronica could be like, the mafia ruined my life. It will ruin your life as well. And that could have been a thing. He said, no, he's just gonna be another Percival crony. <sighs> Whatever. So when we get the meme with all the books, uh, Cheryl decides to take a moment to say, bravo nerd, who knew your bookish weights were save us one day? And I'm like, Cheryl, you can't do that anymore. You've been rewritten to be an occultist who reads magic books. You are the book nerd. Accurate. Just because yours is like cool, feminine magic doesn't make you any less of a book nerd. It's, you, it's true. You are not allowed to be this character anymore. You are not season one Cheryl. You're season six Cheryl, the book nerd. But speaking of season one characters, I do have a brief moment of delight where Archie's like, cool. We're going to get our stuff back and then we're going to burn that shop down. And I'm like, oh, sweet, dumb Archie. <laughs> and yeah. then Veronica's like, I don't want my stuff back. My dad sucks. <laughs> yeah, but Veronica, the curse. The curse. There's a curse going on. Gotta take the thing. It's potentially killed Geraldo. Yeah. It's funny that she knows there's a curse affecting her, but immediately goes to Reggie. Even though she knows there's a curse affecting her. So Cheryl goes, no, 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 we'll get our stuff back. But now our stuff has been tainted by evil. Oh, so, we'll uh, have to do something and you won't like it. Burn it. They're, they're going to burn it. It's very clearly going to be burned. Uh, so we go through a couple scenes here. Veronica does decide not to give her book back. And she's going to deliver a classic Veronica line. I'm too. not controlled by anyone, not my father and not you. I'm like, well, he did literally he, cast a spell. So He did actually control you. I'm actually unclear. Magic. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's there. Uh, then Archie and Betty have a little bit of talking afterwards. I don't really remember actually what this conversation even was about. Um, I wrote, Betty and Archie touch base regarding what's hidden inside. Oh, Betty's concerned that there's even more stuff hidden inside her that she didn't know. Oh, right. Cool. Now, <laughs> they, take so all their, they take all their stuff to Cheryl's place. Uh, <laughs> and when they ask Cheryl, hey, Cheryl, what about your trunk? Just, oh, no, I burned Jason once. I need to do it again. Wait, so you're so confident in magic that if you burn something once, it's forever clean, and he can't just, like, redo a curse on this? Because he did use it to cast a spell he on He 100% Cheryl. did do that. So I was I thought this was the final way they were breaking the curse. No, this is just, like, the equivalent of, oh, maybe we got some gross stuff on our clothes. Better burn our clothes just in case. <laughs> Except for once again, Veronica did not give her book back. Cheryl's not going to burn Jason. And, and our Jughead. So Jughead. Just keeps his book. Yeah. So he goes, well, my grandfather doesn't even have a headstone. Which is weird. Which why does no sense. Why does your grandfather have a headstone? Like, I, he, like, like, I understand for a while he was like a weird nomad who ha couldn't let anyone know where he was. But like he reconnected with Jughead and with FP. And you're a famous artist. You're a famous author, at least at the time he died. And at the time he died, you had money. So you could have bought why could a no headstone. One, why could no one bury this man? <laughs> and I mean, if I were him, I'd be like, look, I just cannot let this book go. It's the only thing I have for my grandfather. Which is fine. He's I'll the, take the risk. He's the only one who has a collateral that With isn't. With a personal connection to it. Yeah, I'm not counting. I'm not counting Jason. I am not. I'm not counting and Jason. I, honestly, I'm not counting Betty's diary because that diary. Why has she only had one very small book since she was 12? You know, she didn't. Yeah. Well, she, remember her mom says she's he's burned a lot of diaries. She just, I guess, didn't burn her first one. 
from when she was 12. I guess. You know what? She's burned lots of diaries. Like, so she has. she's fine with burning this diary. Uh, so I was going to clarify, this whole Bernie thing is not to break the curse. It seems actually like maybe something will come of Jughead keeping his and Veronica not doing it at all. And also Reggie not doing it at all. So literally the only people who are burning stuff then are Archie and Betty. Yeah. It's a guitar and it's a diary. That is it. And I got to admit, if there was like seven people who were cursed and two of them were the ones actually ended up burning their stuff, I'd be like, maybe we don't have to burn the stuff. It sounds like. Let's just wait and see. uh, Because I don't think this will come up. I honestly don't like. Jughead's hands are fine. Yeah, this is Riverdale. There's no follow through. Uh, this is also the point where it's 100% clear that Veronica now just knows all about the magic and just, she's way too chill about it. Because up to this point, you can kind of be like, oh, I guess it's like a weird spiritualism. And I do notice odd things are happening to me. And honestly, I just screw Percival. I want to get my stuff back. Yeah. She didn't see anything outwardly magical until uh, obviously Cheryl lights a fire in front of her using her magic. And Veronica's like, oh. like, okay. So Jughead monologues, I didn't really care about it. Yeah. Because we've got one more Dr. Curdle Jr. phone call. Yeah. But this one's not to Betty Cooper. Oh, no. It's to Veronica. And he goes, so yeah, yeah. he died of uh, Black Widow Venom. But usually that can't kill like a full-grown man. He should have gotten like ill. Yeah, it, well, you may have multiple bites. Uh, I guess that could do it, but... The point, I mean, once again, this is Curdle, so he's not talking like us. He's talking about like a weirdo, but I'm not going to do his voice. Uh, yes, I am. Well, he was not the poison, did not come through any puncture wounds. He had not a puncture a wound, wound on, on his him. body. I checked him thoroughly many times. <laughs> <laughs> the venom the, entered his body through, through the, the lips. lips. Truly a kiss of death. Anyway, so Veronica apparently now has, like, Black Widow kiss powers, and I'm, I'm unclear if this is Percival or the explosion finally reaching her. Oh my her. god, it's her explosion power? Oh, you thought it was Percival. I thought it makes sense, because, like, that's, like, a curse, but also everyone else is gaining superpowers, so she but is... But, like, but she wasn't near the explosion. No, neither was Tabitha. Yeah, but Tabitha was shot. <laughs> what happened to Veronica? <laughs> She was broken up with. Reggie broke up with her. That's her traumatic event. <laughs> Which for her was incredibly traumatic. So traumatic. No, I, I'm going back to the idea that if this was the explosion, which it really feels like it's Percival, but whatever. It's the fact that like the further away they were from the explosion, the longer it takes for them the, to get their the shockwaves of the power to reach them. Where even was she during the explosion? I'm, I'm going to assume at her house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, no, I'd say that. Oh, yeah, because, no, she wakes up with Reggie, and they get the phone call saying the explosion happened. Yeah, which means Reggie should get powers. Anyway, so now she's a Black Widow kiss, because I guess that's a thing we were supposed to really sense was coming about for her. I never felt like it was a thing thing for her. Like, I understand, yes, she killed Chad, but that is a whole other sequence of events. And Chad would have killed her. And she, well, the thing is that she is specifically not a murdery person. No, like she likes to keep her hands clean. Yeah, so it's weird that they really decided to double down on, like, oh, Black Widow. Uh, she's got a poison kiss. Get it, Black Widow. And also, let us not forget, the only person who knows she killed her father is uh, Reggie. Yeah. Which is why he said that, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird power she has. It's truly... Hey, 
Karen. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic just forgot to return a library book when they were a kid? And now they have to give her away collateral. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I did. And we already belabored it, so let's not go further. But it's got to be that Percival kiss, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I no, it's the Percival kiss. I'm going to say something else, but it is the Percival kiss. That makes no logical... Percival is not a sexy figure. Yeah, he doesn't have he's, to... He's not you, seducing people. He's he, manipulating them. Yeah, he doesn't have to do that. And why would he do that? It's... It, if I was going to be someone who was going to like look into uh, the maybe some of the connotations of certain things in this episode, this seems to be implying that gayness is evil. He is supposed to be all things evil. Yeah, and and how does he lure Kevin over? Oh, by prying into his homosexuality. And like, <laughs> like I, yes, I understand that is probably not what they're implying, but it could be inferred. <laughs> And just the way that this show has handled Kevin's sexuality over six seasons makes me look at them with deep mistrust. Yeah. They've done a fine job with Cheryl and Tony and Fangs. Um, I mean, Cheryl and Tony had the most abusive relationship they've ever abused. Absolutely. But they but they could have been straight and had that abusive relationship. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, at least they handled their sexuality with respect. Yeah. I feel like they treat Kevin like he's a token character with only one personality trait. Despite giving him so much that they could actually pull on. Yep. Yeah, he's just he's underused. He's so underused and he's so underwritten. Yeah. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I do. It was also a personal moment, but it's just a fun look. Because once again, you got the right one. Uh, <laughs> but it's just a fun little moment when he goes to Veronica and he's like, you got to give me the book or else pay the fine. She's like, I'll pay the fine. He's like, uh, no. Like the honest panic as this. <laughs> as Unravels this all, at his this, feet. This all powerful dark god is like, oh my gosh, you can pay for it. I mean, it would be a misdemeanor. You'll. You'll go to jail. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like the Veronica we know would be like, okay, I own the no, jail. No, I feel like the Veronica we know would be like, no, I won't. <laughs> it's true. I'll just buy a, I'll get a, a lawyer who definitely argue that down. Percival, I killed a man and didn't go to jail. So let me pay this fine, or else we're gonna have a really bothersome time. <laughs> At which point, I feel like he just could have just been like, use his powers, give me the painting. <laughs> it is. Like, obviously, he's having fun and he wants to torture these people. Yeah. Because he doesn't try to use his powers on any of them to get their things. Nope, only a Reggie when he's like, I'm not doing this. Take the eggs of Veronica. <laughs> I, do, I do like that he uses his powers sparingly. If I'm going to say one thing I like. And, and I will say that, like, I wish we had a clear idea why. I think the best one we can get, which is fine because it doesn't have to be um explicit i'm fine with this being implicit and the feeling that i have is mm -hmm. that he does it because he's having fun yeah he takes joy torturing people yeah because he does seem to be so powerful which that just means that he can't get frustrated when it, like i think that's fair enough the times when he's the most frustrated is when he tries to control someone and it doesn't work yes yeah, so the time he's been the most upset are related to tabitha yeah or when the one time we do with archie where he ran away after he <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll give them that he has some has some interesting stuff there. I do think more and more the limits of his power, other than whatever's going on with Tabitha, it's weird that his power, despite being like I don't go kind of going all over the place here, despite being like oh he's 
the secrets in everyone's heart, which could just be him blowing himself up. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, it was read in a textbook by Jughead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look, I know the that the underlying theme of this season seems to be books are important. Uh, but it's weird everyone keeps reading everybody's powers in textbooks. What's <laughs> <I know. laughs> Veronica gonna get her textbook? Her textbook about her Black Widow kiss. Yeah, she's gonna re-kiss the spider woman finally and be like, oh, this isn't about what I thought it was at all. And then her power will just, like, disappear it's about, it's because... But <laughs> rebels in Brazil and they're talking about movies. What's going on here? There's no spider woman at all. What? What? Um, now, Fangs and Tony are not in this episode. Yeah. And the mean joke is, pfft, as if they ever took books out. The truth is, I mean, I don't think Fangs probably has ever taken a book out of the library. Well, and I... that could be for, like... <laughs> socio-economic, systemic, problematic reasons. I think but all- I think Tony's too responsible to not return a book. <laughs> it is basically possible. I also just think he doesn't care about... Th- I'm sure other... You know what? I like to believe that everybody in this town has a book out from the library. That's the reason why it didn't close. It just was... They just em- ran out of books. Just empty shelves. <laughs> They're just like, hey, are you worried about the fact that this... That's why Hiram never closed it. He's like walked into the library and went, oh, it already is closed. There's no books oh, on the shelves. Then. But no, it's because everybody in town has a book missing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah. So, um, if hey, let us know what book did you steal from the library on purpose or by accident. You can tell us that on the social medias. We're at Podcast Moa at Instagram, at Twitter, and at Gmail dot com. Yeah, definitely isn't a sting operation from your local library. <laughs> I mean, did I say that I worked at libraries? No, I did. <laughs> oh, by the I didn't think you said it. I said it in the podcast. Oh, okay. Also, give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions. We want five stars only. Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And you also, uh, if you want more, if you want more books, <laughs> you can check out my website. There's books on my website. It's kevinweirbooks.com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com, where sometimes I write about books that I've read. Yeah, it's all book-themed. Everything's books. Books, books, books. Join us next week. Who else will Percival add to his army? Does TBK have a family? Will Reggie become a wizard? Answers all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>